I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do some fucking potty a day. It's been a lot that's been happening since the last time I spoke to y'all a lot. So let me break down my week for y'all in a second. First of all, I want to introduce myself to y'all. My name is The Shive Geek, and what you're listening to is the Gemini and Me podcast. Once again, I am your host, The Shive Geek, and this is the one and the only, the Gemini and Me podcast. And it's a solo podcast done by me. Sometimes I talk about hip-hop, sometimes I talk about news, sometimes it's, um, when I say news, let me be more specific, I mean like hip-hop news, tech news, pop culture, um, just anything in that realm. I like a lot of different shit. I'm not going to just say like I'm one specific genre, but what I do decide to talk about, I know a little bit more than average about it, so I feel qualified on speaking on it. So again... This is the Gemini and Me podcast. This is episode nine, and it'll be called Middle Act. Yeah, I like that. This shit gonna be called Middle Act. Today, what I want to talk to y'all about is the car wreck I just had, um, me going to the Joe Button podcast, and me deciding on why and how I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle. You dig? So, yeah, that's where we at with it. Check me out. Two weeks I got on this podcast and decided to show y'all how I'm living, and I just spoke my truth, you know what I'm saying, good, bad, ugly, I just gave y'all raw emotion, I told y'all where I was at with it, I told y'all how I was dealing with it, and dealing with it, and I told y'all, you know, some some of the points that led up to this point, you dig, I gave y'all all of that, and so I said, if anything happens in my life that's that dramatic, I would share it on the podcast. So I want to tell y'all about what happened to me on the 25th. Might have been like literally the day I released the, the podcast last week. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could. I don't know. But yeah, it had to be because it was on a Thursday. It was definitely on a Thursday. So I got called into work that day. I wasn't supposed to work that day. I was supposed to be chilling that day. I got called into work and I was like, shit, let me go ahead and work that extra day. Extra day, get some more money and shit like that. So I went to work, had a good shift, you know what I mean? It was cool. Um, wasn't I, I, I didn't feel like I had to overwork myself, you know what I mean? Like my coworkers was on point, I was on point, everything was cool. Clock out, go to leave, I see my coworker leaving, I follow her out. Leaving out of where I work at, you're going to leave out the parking lot, then if you make another left, you'll be on the main road. And she beat the light. I didn't beat the light. Sitting at the light. And I called Liz because me and Liz just had spoken. I was talking about, you know, going to see her before I went home. So, hung up the phone, still at the red light, went to text my baby brother to remind him that I put the Hulu back on. Because he had been asking me every day, like for the past couple of days, like, yo, where's Hulu? Like, what's up with Hulu? Whatever, whatever. So, I went to text him. As I'm texting him, I get hit from the back, from the back of the car. Fucking phone falls out my hand. And my neck jerks forward in the car. Shit is crazy. I've never been in a car wreck before. So my first immediate thought was the the sound of the car hitting my car from the back, that metal crunching sound, that shit scared the fuck out of me. I'm going to keep it a buck. You know what I mean? That shit scared the shit out of me. I, you know what I mean? I was, I was like, God damn, I would hate to fucking die in a fucking car wreck. That shit sounds horrible, which is interesting because people, car enthusiastic 
people will be quick to say, oh, well, cars these days are made out of plastic and back in my day it was whatever, whatever. But nigga, you hear that shit hitting each other? That shit sounds fucking horrible. And I don't wish that kind of, I don't wish no accident on nobody but bad drivers. But that's why I'm getting into the story. So I didn't even finish the text. So I braced the dashboard, right? Like I said, my neck jerked. The phone fell. The phone fell. My neck jerked. I braced the dashboard. I was spooked. Then I just sat there for like a millisecond. The dude hit me from behind so hard that I pushed into somebody else in front of me. The nigga in front of me hopped out the car like, man, what the fuck? What the fuck, my nigga? Like, I knew you ain't just fucking hit us, my nigga. Talking to the guy behind me. I don't even know how the fuck he knew that it wasn't my fault. But I guess it would make sense because he knew I was behind him the whole time. We had been sitting at the red light for like a minute before the nigga ran into me. So he just hopped out the car and went talking to dude. So as he's passing up my car, talking to him, I hop out the car too. And then he walk up on the nigga. He like, what the fuck, my nigga? Like, is you stupid or something, my nigga? Like, what the fuck, bro? And the nigga look at me. He's like, my nigga, is you fucking texting and driving? And homie that hit me just looking with a dumb face or like a shock face. I guess he was shocked. Nigga was like, yeah, bro, I was texting and driving, bro. That's my fault. And so I had to reiterate to the nigga like, yo, you was, like, you was really texting and driving, my nigga? And he was like, yeah, bro, that's my fault, bro. I fucked up, bro, straight up. Like, I fucked up. So dude was like, my nigga, you could have fucking killed us because you wanted to fucking text and drive. So then homeboy in front of me, homeboy in the front car, he walked off back to his car angry. I'm looking at dude behind me. I'm like, my, like, is you, is you straight? Dude, like, yeah. So I call the police. Police come. They pull us over to, I think it's a quick trip, nigga, in front of my job. We go to the quick trip, you know what I mean? So... There, he telling the officer what happened. Well, he was telling the officer what happened at the original location, but we just couldn't sit there. So at the quick trip, me and dude exchanged information. You know, he got his insurance company. I got my insurance company. Homeboy in front of me, um, he got, you know, he did what he needed to do. And so I noticed that the homie that hit me, I ain't going to call him the homie, but the nigga that hit me, he smelled like he had liquor on his breath. So the police wound up giving him a breathalyzer test, but I didn't stay for that because I had other shit to tend to. And then it was like I was kind of in the way of their test. But I said, I like to say the only reason I was there at that moment was because I decided to work, right? And my funds, you know, my funds ain't the best right now, you know, shit kind of tight. So I had just bought a brand new charger because the charger that my little brother left in the car that I was using, because my shit, I don't know what the fuck happened. I think I let my baby brother use it and he fucked it up or whatever. But anyway, so the brand new charger I had just bought, even though it was only $7 or $7 I didn't have. I let the nigga in front of me use because he was like, yo, do you have an iPhone charger? So when the nigga left, the nigga left for my charger. So I had to buy a whole nother fucking charger. But that's not, I guess, really important to what's going on right now. I'm saying that to say, you know, I went back to the parking lot of where I work at and I had to take the bumper off because the police was like, if you leave it on, it's going to fly off and it's going to be a hazard to somebody else on the road. So I took the bumper apart. Talk to my baby brother, because y'all know it's his car. You know, I'm just using that shit until he's off of deployment at the top of next year. So my time with the car is limited. So I told him what happened, you know what I'm saying? Me and, me and him had a conversation. From there, I went to Walmart, because I had to buy me another charger, um, buy some tape, because the trunk was fucked up. The trunk wouldn't close. 
And I had to buy some other shit. So then I was like tapping into funds that I wasn't trying to tap into. And I was kind of like fucked up. And it, it is what's even funny. Let me bring it back. As I'm, as I'm calling my insurance company, I'm thinking to myself like, damn, I hope that somebody going to answer this phone. And then I got Boost Mobile. And if you don't know it, Boost Mobile, you can't be on the phone and use the internet at the same time, right? And so that means if you're on the phone, then you're not going to be able to text a person with an iPhone because iMessage requires data. It's the same thing with like FaceTime and shit. I was on the phone and I was trying to text people, so I was texting everybody that I knew with an Android, like, yo, I just got hit, I need you to see what this company's um, hours are, and so my nigga Zell hit me back, was the only one that hit me back in the right amount of time, and he was like, you know, such and such. Another, one of my coworkers hit me back, but she thought I was like bullshitting and trying to make a joke about the Android, but it was like, nah, I, I wouldn't even do that. Then my dad hit me back like later that night, and um, yeah, that's the next part of the story anyway, so my dad put me on game about, you know, how to go about doing whatever, and you know how to maneuver in a situation like this. So I'm like, cool, because I was stressing. Like, I didn't fill out the little section on my shit to where it says you get this and you get that if such and such happens. So it's like, nah, you can go about it this way and take care of it that way. And I, you know what I'm saying? Just like, I, I know I have a very small podcast, maybe only 10 people a week listen to it. But at the same time, I don't need that man insurance company discovering this podcast and hearing me talk about this shit. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to add to the yeah with this shit, you dig? So I ain't going to say too much about whatever, whatever, but I got my little thing working, you dig, and so I'm covered on my part, you know what I mean, like, it's looking real good on my part, that's, you know what I mean, so, let me reiterate that again, homeboy hit me at a red light, you know what I mean, so that's what y'all need to know, but anyway, like, I was stressing the first night because I couldn't figure out, or before I talked to my dad, because I couldn't figure out where the funds was going to be allocated for this and for that, it's kind of like, my nigga, I'm already in this situation, like, I can't afford this and that. Like I said, he put me on game. But the other side of that is that when I get hit, I was thinking to myself, like, and even though it was like it was just a fender bender and shit, you know what I mean? Like, shit could have been worse. It could have been light. It could have been whatever. I just was thinking to myself, like, damn, I'm glad that everybody that I'm close to knows how I feel about this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when a situation like that happens, it's kind of like you get to think about, like, what was the last thing I said to this person or the last thing I said to that person? Like, for me, it really fucked me up that, you know, I called Liz and she didn't ask. Not, I'm not, I'm not fucked up that she didn't ask. What I'm saying, like, in the span of us talking, me saying, let me call you back when I clock out. Me calling back, and then I got to an accident that could have been that could have been the last time I talked to her. You know what I mean? I was talking to my nigga Court that day, and the, the shit we was talking about was on some jokey joke shit. I I never really say. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, damn, that could have been the last time we talked to just whoever. Not that it was fucked up, but I'm just glad that I'm vocal enough to let the people that I know. I'm glad I'm glad that I'm vocal enough to let the people that. I care about know that I love them and that how I feel about them. And, you know, I don't leave them wondering. They don't leave me wondering how they feel about me. I'm glad that, you know, shit is just genuine. Like, if I would have died that night, people know where they stand in my life. You know what I mean? Good or bad. Like, you know, you know where we at with it. Because I don't leave people up. I don't leave that shit up for wondering. I don't leave it up for mystery and shit like that. So, for me, that did feel good. And that's why I stress that every day on this earth could be your last day on this earth. And so, I think you should go about living life how you want to live life. Whether that be you want to be a good person or you want to be bad and embrace the dark side. Whatever you want to do, just do what you want to do because our time here is limited. We're not going to be on this motherfucker forever. The only thing that you're guaranteed once you're born is that you will die. That's it. Soon as you come out the womb, it's only guaranteed that you're gonna die. You might not even get that first breath. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that just really got me thinking. It's like I serve. I feel like a greater purpose on this earth. 
And I was talking to a friend about that yesterday. I don't know what it is, but so I know I do. I know I feel like I was put here to help black people. You know what I mean? But I just, I, I just haven't tapped into like what exactly that is yet. But I do feel like I honestly have a greater purpose, purpose on this earth. You know what I mean? Forgive me if I'm slurring my words like and shit. I'm on this edible right now. This chocolate chip, <laughs> that bottle of book, you hear me? Nigga on that bottle. Nah, I'm playing. I'm, I'm fucking with a chocolate chip cookie that um, a friend of mine made. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you're hearing this to the little 10, 5, 7, whoever listened to this shit, because there ain't a lot of people, but for the people that do listen to it, I fuck with you. If you're in the Atlanta area or you're in any nearby area and you're trying to fuck with some edibles, I know a person that got some good shit, like some real, real good shit. I'm literally, listen, let me not lie to y'all. I don't record myself doing these podcasts, but I promise all this noise that you hear is me taking a piece of this cookie out the bag, and mm, I'm chewing the cookie. This shit is fucking fantastic. It's phenomenal. And it's like, like it tastes good. Not only is the high good, but it tastes good. So let your people know that you love them, know that you care about them and shit like that. And that's, I feel like that's how you should live your life. But at the end of the day, I can't tell you how to live your life. And so let me say this in case niggas is listening. For you two niggas, let me just say this. I don't have no beef with niggas. When I do see you again, because Douglasville is small, and I'll run into, I'll probably run into somebody before I leave Georgia. Anyway, before I leave, I'll probably see y'all again. And it's no beef, my nigga. Like, for homie, the big, the chubby homie, I live right down the street from you, nigga. Like, right down the street. There's no issue, bro. I'm not trying to run up on niggas. I don't got beef. I'm not even mad at niggas. For the other nigga, you know what I mean? Like, it's no issue. So, for chubby homie, you calling Zell and asking Zell about, you know what I'm saying, why DJ didn't do this or come to the show. My nigga, there's a reason behind it. But at the end of the day... Even if I didn't support you that night, my nigga, I still bought your music. I still bought merch from you. I still bought other shit from you. Like, I still supported you, even if I didn't support you in that specific way. So I feel like it's unfair for you to be like, DJ don't support this or DJ don't support that. And then it's like, every anytime I ever had an issue with you, I called you. And I mean, like, I called you straight up. It's like, just to check the temperature and see where it's at to make sure it ain't no friction because I care that much. But it's like, I feel like if I value your friendship, if I value the friendship with you, more than you value the friendship with me, then I'm gonna have to fall back. And if you want this friendship to continue, then you're gonna have to put in that work. Because I feel like what you don't be understanding, or that people don't understand sometimes, and this is just general now at this point, is that every relationship requires nurturing. Every relationship requires um, communication, understanding, you know, and just a mutual agreement. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, sexual relationships. I'm talking about like friendships, situations with family, like all that. Like it takes understanding and communication and constant building and nurturing. Like that's the way friendship works for me. So you have to work at that shit, man. It's not just, oh, because we was friends back then. Now it's like, nah, that's that, that, that's not what that means because we're not the same people we was back then. You know what I'm saying? Some people not even the same person they was two years ago. You know what I mean? And for the other homie, like I know you recently had a conversation with Liz and I don't know how I came up or, you know, what brought it up, but you know, it was asked, is DJ mad at me? No, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm disappointed because I feel like you did some shit. I'm, I'm disappointed because I feel like, first of all, you're a real nigga. And I feel like you did some shit that I feel like a real nigga wouldn't do. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad. Like I said, there ain't no beef. There ain't no tension. There ain't no issue. It's just, I don't understand why you went about doing that situation the way you did. But at the end of the day, I still love y'all niggas, you know what I mean? Like, I still want both y'all to succeed and be the greatest possible versions of yourselves, you know what I mean? Like, reach for the stars, 
you got to shiver, nigga. Like, I, I genuinely, genuinely feel like that. And not only do I feel like that, but I can see. I can see, like, the chubby homie being, like, this great, even if it's not on a musical tip as far as, like, being an artist, like a producer or executive or however. Like, I feel like that him and his brand is just going to go very far. Now, will he still fuck with niggas when he goes far? Personally, I doubt it. That ain't no shade. I just don't feel like you, you know what I mean? You don't fuck with niggas now. But... I do feel like your shit is gonna go very far. You know what I mean? And I know y'all two got each other back to certain to a certain degree. So it's like kudos to y'all niggas, man. Hats off to you. And that wasn't even on the docket. That's just me, you know what I'm saying, on some real nigga shit. I'm just speaking, you know, how a nigga really feeling. Cause fuck, that's all you can really do is just speak on how you really feel. Cause this life shit is real, my nigga. This shit ain't no play play. This shit ain't pretend. But, you know, like I said, man, that was for y'all. If y'all ever hear this shit. Cool. Nine times out of ten, you probably not gonna hear this shit. But still, I had to just get that shit off my chest on wax. You know what I mean? Now, so the wreck, like I said, the wreck happened. I was stressed out. Figured this shit out. Now I got a little rental car and that shit cool. And I gotta go to my homegirl graduation tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta go to the graduation. I just, oh, yeah, 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 so let me run that back. So, look, we're going to talk about the Joe Budden podcast, you dig? So, about two months ago, when I was still living with my mama, I had bought these Joe Budden tickets. And I was kind of thinking, like, hoping that my nigga Courtney would have um his funds would allow him to kind of fuck with that shit, too. So, that's kind of why I waited, because I was like, let me see if this nigga Courtney going to do it. And then he was like, nah, he ain't really trying to fuck with it. Not even that it was a fun thing, but he don't, he don't fuck with Joe Budden how I fuck with Joe Budden, which is cool. That's my nigga, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. So, I seen the shit, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and hold off on that shit. But I had more money at that time, so I was like, if I do buy it, let me go ahead and buy a good ticket. But my dumb ass waited a couple of days. Then um, I seen Joe Button tweet some shit like, yeah, man, the ticket's about to be sold out. So I hopped on that shit like, man, fuck. So I tried to go look at the ticket to see if I could get that same seat. Shit was gone. That shit was gone. So I was like, Fuck, let me go ahead and buy this shit right now. So I went ahead and paid for the ticket. Then, you know, like I said, two podcasts ago, shit happened. So now I'm living in a motel and shit. And if y'all did listen to the um, podcast from two weeks ago, basically I told y'all how I'm living in a motel right now and I'm paying a weekly rate. Also, I'm working while I'm working. And because of my student loans from Jacksonville State University, I'm getting my garnishes wage. I'm living in a weekly motel while I'm getting my garnishes, while I'm getting my wages garnished. So it's kind of like... Let's say, throw a number out there. If I'm supposed to get $400 on a check, I'm going to see like $240 after they garnish my shit and <clears throat> from the regular taxes. And my weekly rate is um $200. Like, actually, right now, it's like $190, but... Either way, you do the math and see. I still have bills. I still have a phone bill. I still have a car insurance. Um, I still have to have gas. I still have to have food and all that shit. So that's the psyche of a, you know what I'm saying? That's what a nigga think when I say, okay, I'm stressing out because of the car. Not even because of the car, but it's like the cost for the car. Like, nigga, I'm already in a position right now just as is. Like, right now I'm surviving. I can't even save money right now. Like, the shit I do right now is like just purely surviving. And any smart ass that's wondering these cookies is like, you know, a gift for me to promote to y'all, you dig? So I can tell y'all about the products. I don't think a nigga out here buying weed and shit, but nigga fucked up because I'm not a little boy, man, so I wouldn't do that shit. But like I said, man, so that shit going on and the car shit going on. So then I buy the Joe Button podcast tickets way, you know what I'm saying, two months ago when shit still Gucci. Not shit, not Gucci. You know what I mean? So, oh man, yesterday was a long day. I woke up, went to the shop. Yeah, you know I mean, put the car in the shop, got the rental car, and all that shit. And that shit was just a fucking process by itself. And then I said, you know what, man? Even though I only got X amount of dollars, I'ma still go ahead and go to the show. Mind you, when I'm when you get in a rental car and shit, it's like they told fifty dollars on your shit. I ain't never had no wreck. I ain't never had no rental car, so I don't know nothing about that. I only got fucking fifty dollars in my account, fifty four to be exact. So, 
Nigga, t- nigga talking about, yeah, it's $50. I'm like, hold on, dog. Like, wait, like, let me figure some shit out. He like, oh, no, nah, it's just going to put a hold on it. It's cool. It ain't going to, you know, take it from me. Uh, he kind of made it seem like it wasn't going to take it from a nigga. So that's why, I, you know, I wasn't tripping at first. So then I go to Popeye's after that shit. You know I mean? Like, the tank is on halfway. So I ain't got to, you know, take nothing else with my shit out. I'm good. I'm like, I got 54. Boom, I'm keeping it real with y'all. $54 in my name. You know what I mean? So nigga go to Popeye's, order what I order. I'm like, all right, boom, I'm going to eat this shit for tonight and tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm up double whammy, $10. Boom, boom, boom. Still have 44 left. You know what I'm saying? Sigma would be, you know what I mean? Like that. So, boom. So, that big old uh, declining. So, I'm like, man, why my shit declining? Like, I know I got, like, I got. So, I go, you know, pull up the app right quick. Boom. Nigga said 50 gone. $4 in your account. I'm like, no. Because in my head, I'm already like, first of all, nigga, hungry like a motherfucker. Second of all, I got to go to the show tonight. And I still got to go to Bama to go fuck with Rachel and her people and shit. And then it's like, bitch, I still got to have shit for me. So, you know me. I had a, I called my dad panicking and shit. I'm like, you know, can a nigga whoop you whoop like that? My dad always got me. And I be hating to ask that nigga for shit. Not because, you know what I'm saying, not on no prideful shit, but it's just like I feel like, you know, with the situations I be putting myself in, I won't be able to get myself out of that shit. But I have an amazing father. My dad is the fucking best dad in the world. So, you know what I mean? That nigga be... He, he'll help me out because he know if I do ask and I, you know, I do need that shit. But yeah, man. So got that shit back and went ahead and took a little four dollars that I had and fucking ate that Wendy's four for four shit. That shit was straight. So then I get to the Joe Budden shit. In my head, I was like, damn, okay, I gotta find parking. So I found a parking garage that was like shit, uh, ten dollars for uh, hour. No, five dollars per hour, ten dollars for two hours, and then fifteen dollars for twelve hours. But they was also like, don't overspend. So I'm like, if it's 10 for 2, 15 for 12. The podcast start at 8. If that bitch run for like 2 hours, it go over even like 30 minutes. It's like, that shit should be straight. So I just went ahead and bought the 2. Dog, the podcast ain't start till 840. And I'm going to tell y'all about the podcast experience after I tell y'all this. But let me just keep y'all on like the, the weird shit that my life, it just be happening in my life. So it's like 9, that's like 10 o'clock, you dig? 10, 15. And I'm like, you know what, dog? Let me go ahead and walk out because at this point they doing sleepers. If you if you listen to the Joe Button podcast and you know what that means, if you don't, that's a segment that they do at the end of the show where they play musical artists. I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and walk out and peek. You know what's going on? So as I'm walking up, I get scared. I get this feeling in my stomach because it's a fucking boot on somebody's car in a garage. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, bro! Like niggas just can't catch no break. So then, you know what I'm saying, I walk up close, I see people, I guess they was walking up too. Matter of fact, as I was walking into the garage, they was walking too. They was just on the left of me. They got there before me, and that was their shit. So they arguing with the dude, like, you know, man, what's up, man? Like, why is this shit on our car? Like, the show is late. We couldn't help that. And the dude was like, it don't matter. You pay for your time, blah, 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 blah. Just to give y'all a little, a little bit more of a backstory, I paid for my time at 7.33. I go to look at my car. I just keep walking. I'm like, fuck it, bro. I just got to see what the damage is on my shit. Because you notice the rental car I had just got. You know what I'm saying? So nigga go to look at that shit, and that shit don't have nothing on it. Nigga, when I tell you I look back, I say, fuck it. He must have was planning on... Because my shit was parked in the back of the garage. They shit was in the front. Like, they got a little front seat. So I'm like, something told me when I parked in that bitch, park in the back, don't even park in the front. Because I know, had I been parked in the front too, that nigga would have got my shit. But they just started on the first car they seen. So I'm like, cool, dog. Nigga didn't escape that. Because it's like, nigga, I don't know. I don't have the money for that, dog. I don't have the money to get a boot on my car. And the only reason I still came to this shit was because it's like, fuck, you didn't spend the $50 a couple months ago. So you might as well, you know what I mean? You might as well do that shit, dog. You didn't already spend your money. Nigga escape that shit. But let's go back to the show. So I've never been to a live event like I told y'all. I've never done that shit. 
And the first live event I go to, I did this shit by myself. I got in there early. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to the podcast from that morning as I'm doing it. Then they come out. Rory come out in that bitch. Maul come out in that bitch. Uh, Joe come out in that bitch in his little fedora and shit. And it's cool because I've really never encountered famous people or no shit like that. But it's like the mannerisms and the movements that niggas make on the YouTube videos and shit. And when I see them on TV, you know, they make those same mannerisms in person. And of course they would, but it's like I said, I've never really got the chance to like experience that shit. So the podcast was great, man. They um talked, they introduced themselves, they shot it out Atlanta, and they played a segment called For the Love of Maud. They did sleepers, they talked about some dope shit. And what I took away from it was that them niggas really made a fucking building full of people feel comfortable and engaged in a part of the conversation. Like, I think that's dope. But it also scared me to a certain degree because I was like, can a podcast really only work with one person? Like, do you absolutely need more than one person? Because I'm thinking like, damn, if I did a podcast, like in my head, I had to manifest it. I had to look at all them people and be like, all right, could I get every single one of these people in this packed out building to listen to my podcast? And even if I could, could I get them to do it live and be engaged and be a part of it? You know what I mean? So that's what, that's why I'm at with it now. It's kind of like, I feel like, me doing this podcast every week, that's one thing. You know what I'm saying? Me learning how to edit, that's cool too. You know, I can pat myself on the back for that. Me promoting. But it's like, I was just amazed at how he got that entire building of people to engage on a fucking podcast, though. Like, that shit just blew me away. That was some amazing ass shit. So, kudos to Joe Budden, Rory Mall, Parks, um, Savon, Ian, everybody a part of that whole tour, everybody a part of that. That was just, it was dope, man. And it's cool seeing, like, because if you don't know, I listen to the Joe Button podcast every week. I've listened to every single episode since when I heard him talking about the Views album when he was on Adderall and shit and, you know, spazzing out and shit. I've listened every single week. And then I feel like for the past couple of months, them niggas been dropping twice a week. I listen to the Joe Button podcast now twice a week, but at least for the past three years, every week, my nigga, so it's like, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of that shit, you know what I mean, and it's just good to see niggas go from one place and then to, to get signed to Spotify and then be on this tour, I think that's that's dope, this nigga's selling out fucking, he's selling, he's doing a fucking nationwide tour, he's selling out venues off a fucking podcast, and I'm gonna be the first nigga to tell you, I'm not buying no Joe Biden album, I never bought an album before, never listened to a mood music, never... None of that shit, dog. Like, I listen to All Love Lost before, but I don't watch, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop from I fuck with Slaughterhouse because I knew he was in it, but it's like, I never really listened to an album or a mixtape more than once. But I'm, I'm basically trying to say, like, this is coming from, I, the, I love the Joe Budden podcast, but this is coming from a person that doesn't love Joe Budden's music. I respect what he does as an MC to the utmost. You know what I mean? Like, one of the best to ever do it. But it's just, I wasn't a fan of dude on that kind of level. But as far as his media shit goes and his podcasting and his hosting and his interview nigga that he is, I'm a humongous fan of that. So, again, kudos to Joe Budden, my nigga. Like, that shit is really inspiring, G. That shit is truly, truly, truly inspiring. So, kudos to Joe Budden, man. Again, I can't say that shit enough. Like, that transformation, that rebrand... That's a dope fucking rebrand, and that shit got me motivated and excited. Like, yeah, nigga, I just, I got to do some potting, dog. I got to, 
I feel like it's certain shit I could work on, you know what I mean? Like, not being so monotone, trying to be more funny shit and trying to be more lively and energetic. Like, even like people watching out and she be like, get your ass up. I can't even say it with all that, you know what I mean? I she be working that shit, but get your ass up, you know what I mean? Good happy month, good Tuesday to y'all, you know what I mean? I can't, that ain't within my personality. I'm just so, you know what I'm saying, such a laid back ass nigga that it's like, you know you had to the yeah, but... I think it's dope. I think it's needed. So I got to figure that shit out within myself. You know what I mean? Because I want motherfuckers to be engaged. I want people to be tuned in and be listening. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to be no, even if I do know what the fuck I'm talking about, I don't want to come off like a boring ass nigga to y'all. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you know me in person, I'm a, I'm quiet. I'm naturally quiet if you don't know me. But if you do know me, I might, nigga might say I talk too much, you dig? So I don't know. But I just love this podcast and shit. Like I said, man, I'm going to do this shit every week, my nigga. Every, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, nigga, if I was in the hospital, I'd still be doing this shit because it's just, I have to. And I feel like I have to do more. Like, I need to do more. But for sure, I'm going to do the bare minimum. And I feel like putting these bitches out every week is the bare minimum for me. I just have to try to get better and just try to get to where, not even try to get to where, but like I see certain um, actions that people are making, like P.Y. Tiana, and I see like her progress and like the dope shit that she doing, and it's like, that's so, that shit just be having me in awe, like man, that's so fucking awesome, like one day I aspire to be in that situation, to put myself in that position, but I'm only doing it when I feel like I'm really ready for that shit, because honestly, I, I don't feel like I'm ready for that level of commitment to what goes on be on the podcast because I feel like that's that's beyond podcast and that's when you really got to network and you know form relationships and form business relationships that really mean shit and I'm almost there but I ain't there yet so again shout out everybody um doing some shit that's fucking uh, the homie JB you know what I mean with the kosher music wave and, and jailing and shit Tobias uh Tyree on this photographing shit my nigga Courtney with his fitness shit you know what I mean go check that nigga out nigga went from like 270 to one uh two I don't know but my dog went from having a big ass gut to having a fucking six pack so you gotta you know what I mean salute that shit my nigga fuck out of here you dig anybody just doing extra shit like my nigga Darius with the cakes and shit um my nigga Vontae you know what I mean he be spitting this shit he makes his own shit my best friend you know what I mean my nigga Jay you know what I mean that Java Dutch shit he just need to get his studio shit back right. Um, Nani with her branding, um, Miki with whatever podcast she want to do a podcasting she show. Like just anybody that I know, I'm I'm anybody that I know in my that I know I'm I'm supporting. I'm behind that shit. You know what I mean? One way or another, I'm behind that shit. I wish the very best for y'all, honestly. I wish the very best for everybody, man. And shout out to my nigga Rachel because she graduating from college tomorrow. That's a big look. That's a real good look. I ain't graduate college. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they really shout out to her and any and everybody that graduated co- that graduated college. Like that's a real good look. Now, the last thing I want to talk to y'all about is why I'm deciding to live a healthier lifestyle, right? So, like I said, the past two weeks has been crazy for me. I haven't been eating like what I should be eating. And I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret right now, let y'all know something that I've only talked to people about in private. I don't even know if, like, Liz and my best friend know this. Like, I know I've talked to Cordy about this, and I've talked to Rachel about this, two of my really good friends. But here goes. I am addicted to food. When I say that, I mean, you know how, like, they say men think about sex 24-7? Obviously, I'm a man, so I think about sex a lot. But I think about food a lot. And when I say a lot, I mean, like, when I go to sleep at night, I'm 
planning, planning and preparing in my mind what I'm going to put inside of my body to eat tomorrow. Like I only eat what I feel like is eating good. That don't mean I always eat like a king, but I don't eat what I don't want to eat. Like I eat good. I eat good every day. Like I live to eat. That's a better way to put it. I literally live to eat. I'm thinking about food a lot. Like <laughs> like I'm always thinking about putting some food in my body. I just love food. There I said it. I'm addicted to food. I can get into more details about it, but I won't. I'll just be honest and say that I'm addicted to food. So let me say that first. Now, past couple weeks, I haven't been eating the best, and that's because I've kind of, you know, fell off the wagon as far as trying to take care of myself and eat correct and eat right. And I could use the excuse that some people may say it's not an excuse, but I don't really have the funds to dedicate to, like, trying to eat healthy, quote-unquote. Nigga gotta get it how they live. So I'm gonna eat at work and I'm gonna eat at home, and in between the two, that shit gonna be some greasy shit nine times out of seven times out of ten. Yeah, I mean, just keeping it a buck because that work is, is buku all. And then over here, nigga probably gonna get some Popeyes and some rallies or some shit because it's a Popeyes and a rallies right up the street from a nigga. And I like Popeyes and I like rallies. Like one week, my nigga, I think I went and got the little $3 meal from rallies. Like, it's like you get an apple pie, um, nigga get a cold drink, a french fry, and a fucking sandwich for like for $3. So I was doing that shit for like an entire week. But that shit really kicking in the edible right now. That's crazy. But I like that. But yeah. So, like, I was doing that for a whole week. Then at Popeye's, I fuck around and go get that Tugan Dime for 10 shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you like five pieces of chicken. I get a breast, two thighs, a leg, and a wing of fucking red beans and a fucking biscuit and shit. Let that shit last two days and shit. Then I might try to get the love. Not on the same day, but I'm saying, like, this is what my eating habits be like. Because I over here in the little motel, I got two little burners, but I don't have no pans. I ain't bought no pans and shit, so I can't cook shit. So, nigga got some white bread, some mayonnaise, some lunch and meat. Nigga got cups of noodles and shit. You dig? Nigga got Popeyes. I mean Popeyes. Nigga got Hot Pockets and shit. You know what I mean? Nigga go buy some frozen um, wings and shit. The little frozen buffalo wings and shit. But for the most part, nigga really just be eating out. Because, again, for me... This shit right here, the situation that I'm in, it's, it's not a save money type situation. It's survive until you come off of garnishments. By the way, I just paid that May 1st, you know what I mean, that shit. So on May 30th, that's my last payment. Not my last payment in general, but after that payment, they taking me off garnishments. So my net, my first check in June is going diggity. And I'm about to be 30, so I don't know what a nigga doing, but I'm going off topic. So let me get back, you dig? But yeah, so that's what my eating habits have been looking like as of lately. So today, I went to go um, kick it with my best friend and shit, politic with him about some shit, which if I can remember. So I went to go blow with my dog, you know what I mean, talk to him about some shit, you know what I mean? So nigga leaving there, nigga zooting and shit. Nigga see a KFC, and I'm like, cool, you know, nigga just trying to spend $5, you know, get that little $5 box, boom, boom. Getting that bitch, and they talking about this, it's a buffet in there. So I'm like, all right, man, it's a buffet. And let me see what this shit hitting on. So I'll tell you what I had. I had five pieces of chicken. I had three thighs and fucking two wings. Nigga had two servings of mashed potatoes and a serving of macaroni and a biscuit. And nigga had gravy on the mashed potatoes. Nigga, nigga refilled my drink like three or four times, you know, man? had a little Tropicana fruit punch some shit and then nigga had got a little slice of cake couldn't even walk out that bitch without having to go to the bathroom I'm gonna keep that part like I'm keeping it a buck couldn't even walk out that bitch without having to go to the bathroom was in that bitch for like five minutes like damn my stomach fucked up Hop on the road, you know what I mean? Like, get 10 minutes down the road. I feel that shit in my stomach again. Like, boy, if you don't, if you don't pull over, like, yeah, you about to, you know what I'm saying? About to have a problem in this rental car. So I go to Dollar General, rushing that bitch. Like, you know, excuse me, man. Can I use your bathroom? Boom, she give me the key. I'm in that bitch for like 20 minutes feeling crazy, feeling bad, sweating and shit. Throat feeling stupid, stomach doing fucking 
turns and shit, you're not knowing if I got to throw up or not. Hop out, you know what I'm saying? Leave that shit, get a lady to key back, walk back to the car, like, still feeling crazy. I sit in the car, like, man, I'm fucking sweating, dog. I feel hot. I, feel, I still feel like I'm broke. I say, man, let me go back in that bitch and get a cup of water. So I go back in that bitch. I don't never do this. Never do this. But I open the fucking water before I even pay for the shit at the line. I don't never do that. I'm drinking this shit. You know, she, um, the cashier, she talking to the nigga in front of me that's in line because I guess they know each other from whatever, whatever. So I say, yo, excuse me, um, can I get that kid again? I'm sorry. She like, yeah. I'm like, fuck, you know, here go a 10. I'm going to buy this water. I'm going to be back. I don't want you to think it's no funny shit. She like, oh, you ain't got to do all that. But I was already in the back. So I was in the back that time for like 35 minutes. Stayed there for another five. So that's like 40 minutes in these people bathroom, bro. Tripping, like trying to let my, like I'm in that bitch with my shirt off. I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm in that, I took everything off. <laughs> yeah, I took everything off. I'm like feeling that, like my body feel hot. My stomach feel crazy. I took, you know what I'm saying? And everything like just to, you know what I'm saying? Situate myself and shit. So when I get off the toilet, I'm like, man, never again. Neither, not even that. Before that, I'm like, as I'm sitting down, it's like, I'm like, man, never again, bro. Never again, dog. I'm, I'm not doing this shit to myself no more. Not that that shit happened a lot. That really don't happen to me. But I just feel like that's a product of me eating this bullshit-ass food, like processed food. Like, all I eat, like I said, is fried foods, my nigga. Fried foods and bullshit. Fried chicken, french fries, burgers with buku cheese on them, buku bacon. You know what I'm saying? A fried chicken burger. You know what I mean? It's like, that shit is not good for you. It ain't good for nobody, let alone a fat nigga. So, my bad, y'all. Nigga really got spaced out. But see, the dope thing about my podcast is that it's authentic, and I'm going to bring that shit back right now. I was thinking like, damn, I ate that bullshit, and this is my body punishing me. And I said, you know what, dog? You're going to have to do something, because if you don't, you're going to be 30 years old. You're going to have diabetes, because that shit do run in your family. You're going to be out here looking crazy as fuck. You're going to have to, you know, get stuck every day and shit and all that shit. When it's like, you could really just change all that shit right now myself. Like, I ain't got to have high, even though I'm a fat nigga, I ain't got to have high blood pressure. I don't got to have that. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I just got to correct the way I'm eating. So I'm like, bro, if I, when I get up, I'm not doing it no more, son. So nigga came home or whatever, because I did feel better after that. Like I said, I just had to let that little shit exit in my body. And nigga felt better. Nigga got home, I'm talking to Liz, telling her about the shit, and she was like, well, shit, I'm finna work out, let's do it. So I done went over there, you know what I'm saying, nigga done did some jumping jacks and shit, like nigga done did some jump rope, um, try to do a little cardio, walked around the whole little neighborhood, and you know how Georgia be, that shit hilly and big, so, you know, nigga feel accomplished, and I just feel like... If I can eat healthy and work out every day, not even not even work out per se, let me not lie. If I can just at least walk a little bit every day and, you know what I'm saying, do some fitness type shit until my body is ready, I feel like to really start doing exercises and hit the gym, I'm going to do that shit, dog. I'm going to really try to commit myself starting today to do this shit till whenever. And if I fall out the wagon, I'm going to let y'all know because I'm a real nigga. I ain't going to just say, okay, I'm about to be on this fitness journey and no shit like that. But I'm really about to not fuck with fried foods, my nigga, like, not fuck with the processed shit as much. I text my nigga, Court, he was telling me about how I need to get a George Foreman grill, you know what I'm saying, stick more to veggies and fruits and shit like that, and that's what I plan on doing, dog, because I'm about to be 30 on June 16th. I don't want to be fat, though. I mean, I know I am, because they know I'm going to lose all this weight, but I don't want to be as unhealthy as I am right now. I don't want that to be the case June 16th next month. You know what I mean? Like, I want to just be able to, like, be able to fucking go to sleep. Like, bruh, I'm so big right now. I'm so fucked up that when I eat, 
I have to wait two hours before I can go to sleep or else I'm going to wake up throwing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that shit. And this is that's what I want to talk to y'all about. It's like, when people be having them debates about fat people online, I really kind of stay out that shit because I feel like, you know, if a person is big, then that person is big by choice for the most part. You know what I mean? Because me, I wasn't no big child. That's the thing. Like, I got teased a lot when I was... Um, so, yeah. So, I wasn't no fat kid as a child. When I did get big at 13, that shit was my doing. I could have worked that shit off. I could have did something, but I ain't do nothing. So, that shit progressed and progressed and progressed. And it's like, up until I had... Up until I had got my first cup, when Rhonda gave me that cup, like, I was walking everywhere. You know, Liz was taking me to places where I wasn't walking, but... I was pretty much walking before I met my old lady. So when I got my first car, I ain't really walked since. And I used to walk to and from work like 30 minutes every day. Like, nah, let me lie. I would walk to work in the morning and then ladies would come and pick me up at night. So I would never walk, I would never walk to a place and back. But, you know what I'm saying? A nigga was walking places in Jacksonville and shit by myself. You dig? So I was, that's not to say I was healthy, but I was healthier because I was still being more active than I was when I got a cup. When I got a cup, and keep it a buck. The only active shit I did was work and have sex. Like that was about the extent of my work, you know what I'm saying? My working out and shit. But anyway, I say now, man, I'm, I'm ready to do it, bro. I'm ready to do it because I just, I don't want to die in that way. I mean, I, I always say, as I always say I don't want to die in a certain kind of way, but it's like I don't. I don't want to die from fucking being burned alive. I don't want to die in a car wreck. I don't want to die choking. <laughs> I don't want to die having sex. I don't want to die from being fat and having diabetes. It's like, I know I can't control that shit, but it's like, my nigga, I don't want none of that shit. Y'all can keep that shit. But that little scare today with that bullshit food really got me feeling like, yeah, I need to. I got to get on my shit, man. And I got a cold drink in my refrigerator right now. Liz told me I need to throw that shit away. I don't know what I'm going to do. But after that bitch gone, for sure, for sure, nigga, only drinking water for the foreseeable future. I feel like that'll help a nigga. I don't like I said, if I'm eating, my nigga Courtney said, if a nigga eating fruits and veggies and shit, then, you know, that's better than the processed shit. But I was talking about, um, I see debates online where people say, is it really cool to be fat? Uh, it's kind of like, let me just say this and I'm going to make that shit so short and sweet. It's not cool to be fat. Like, you can be as self-positive as you want to be, but we all know as fat people that it's not good to be fat. We know that we plan with our lives. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I'm all, I'm all for body, body positivity and shit, but... At some point, you're going to have to do something. You're going to just have to accept that you're killing yourself. Straight up. You know what I mean? Like, you're either going to have to actively try to get fitter or you're going to just know that, you know, you run a risk of dying at a whatever age because you're choosing to put that bullshit into your body. And I get it. The bullshit is good. I love the bullshit. I love the bullshit, but I don't like the side effects that come with the bullshit. It's not on no fat shaming shit. To all my fellow fat people, like the real fat people, like the real foodies, not the skinny motherfucker that be like, oh, I'm so, nah, I'm talking about the real fat motherfuckers, the motherfuckers to where you know you can, you got to lift up your stomach to touch the little part going into your um, thighs and shit, like when you got rolls and shit, like when you a nigga, but you know what I'm saying, like underneath your fucking breast shit, sweats and shit, you know what I mean, like the real fat people that fucking overindulge on food, that, that fucking eat till you're nauseous, you know what I mean, that eat till you feel heavy, every single meal is like that, the person that fucking goes to sleep thinking about food, wake up thinking about food, like every single second of the day, like those kind of fat people. Not y'all fake motherfuckers, but the motherfuckers that really get ridiculed for this shit, we got to do better. We just got to do better, you know what I mean? Or or die. You got to do better or die. 
Straight up, you know what I mean? And I hate to be that harsh, but it's kind of like that shit, that shit is what it is, man. That fool shit, especially us as black people, dog, like that shit can kill us. Like I think about the way I cook, like even though when I can't cook, like I'm, you know what I'm saying, I could do the baked chicken or, or the baked this or the baked that, you know what I'm saying, and make that shit like that. But I ain't gonna lie, I do be having times where like one time I did some stupid shit like nigga made fucking fried chicken, cabbage, black eyed peas, white rice, potato salad, and cornbread with some fucking sweet ass Kool-Aid. Why the fuck would I, you know what I mean? Like that's, 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 that's fat boy, that's excessive shit. Like why are you eating like that? You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to eat like that. Then it's like when I make red beans, nigga gotta have the fucking pigtails in it, the smoke sausage, the ham. Then nigga gonna for sure cook the fried chicken. I had a white rice and still had a cornbread. That's excessive. Like fuck, my big ass, when I fucking make hamburger helper, nigga, I could make hamburger helper, my nigga. That's already fucking ground beef and pasta. I still gotta have a fucking fried pork chop with some fried chicken with that shit. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, my eating habits, it just, it has to change because a nigga only getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes when I be slumped over and shit, if I could see myself in the mirror, I'd be like, looking at myself like, damn, bro, you didn't let yourself get this big, my nigga? And I always... Nah, to me, when I was younger, I was like, shit, as long as I still got the hoes. But it's like being an adult. Nah, that, <laughs> nigga, the hoes can't be no motivating factor. Not that it's any hoes anyway. I don't have that. I don't need that. I don't want that. I'm just saying. Um, women shouldn't be, like, just because you're a fat nigga that still get what you deem to be pretty chicks don't mean that you should feel comfortable being like, nigga, I could be fat because, you know what I'm saying, the chicks still like me. That's stupid. And that's how I thought for a very long time. You know what I mean? But I'm learning the error of my ways. Now, another thing I wanted to talk to y'all about on this podcast is a tweet that I seen from this black girl. But yeah, so basically she was like, she don't like black men. She said she hates black men. We are disgusting and some other kind of shit. And, um, when I seen it, it was retweeted across my timeline and it was just making fun of the girl and anytime somebody's being made fun of online I go to see like what the I go through the tweets to look at what was going on and so she made that statement and a bunch of people just started flaming her and I just want to I'm not going to like go that heavy into that but I'm going to connect it to what I tell you what I'm about to tell you when I was young I was teased. I was bullied very, very, very hard. Very much so. I was, I'm from the back of Manhattan. I'm from Harvey. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, but on the West Bank. You know what I mean? On the West Bank and Harvey. In Harvey, I'm from the back of Manhattan. That's the boondock. I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's still called the boondocks today because, you know, when I was young and the docks was before Katrina, I was like 15, 16 years old. And now I'm about to be 30 years old, so that's like over 15 years ago. But back then it was called the Boondocks, and it was well like the inner city. Not inner city, but, you know, that's where the poor... There wasn't nobody back then that I knew that just had money like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember that. Cause, or maybe it's just my situation, because my mom was on Section 8 and welfare and shit like that. That was, you know, that's how my shit was. My mom was on Section 8. I was... I don't think it was poor, but we definitely wasn't living like no middle class lifestyle. Like, we was definitely lower class. But anyway, I got teased a lot. I got bullied. You know, I had glasses when I was young. A lot of people don't know that I'm supposed to wear glasses, but yeah, I'm supposed to wear glasses. I just not being an adult and going and buy them, but I'm supposed to wear glasses. I'm legally not supposed to not have glasses. Keep it a buck. I wasn't even supposed to pass my driver's test the first time I took the test because it was like an eye exam and I literally guessed the whole row right. Like legit, I guessed an entire row and they gave it to me, but I couldn't see that shit. So I know legally... I'm not even supposed to have a driver's license, but I'm still a better driver than a lot of y'all, but that's besides the point. So yeah, man, I was bullied a lot, and I was told a lot of times that I'm ugly, I'm dirty, um, 
I was stinky. Which, you know, you get older, you learn that you can change certain shit about how you take a bath and how you keep up good hygiene and shit like that. But as far as all the other shit go, like, I was really told, like, to the point where I thought this of myself for a long time, like, that I was ugly. Like, I really thought I was, like, an ugly-ass nigga, like, like, ugly. And let me tell you how much bullshit, like, that whole perception is. And it's kind of like the perception, and I might get lost with this, but I'm gonna keep it on Patricia, because Patricia's gonna bring me back. Hold on. So, you ever heard a woman say, because I only I only hear chicks say this, but you ever hear a woman say, oh, I don't talk to no guys in my city because they're all childish. I don't talk to no guys in my school because they all look... Like, that's a kind of interesting perception to have of what's going on. And I say that to say, after Katrina, like, you know, in New Orleans, I grew up with the same people. So every year was just the same people. Like, my middle school turned into a high school, turned into a junior. My middle school turned into a junior high, junior high turned into a high school. So the people I was with at sixth grade, well, I was with at a sophomore and a junior when I left when Katrina happened. So I didn't get a chance to like leave and come back and have people's perception of me change. They just viewed me as a lame ass, dirty ass, like nerd ass nigga. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like I just ugly. Like they just told me I was ugly. So never had no, nothing that was cool. Like I never, like I had friends, don't get me wrong. I had friends like a nigga like Kyle. Kyle was like genuinely cool with me even though he knew way cooler people than me. He was still cool with me for some reason and like my nigga Jimmy. But it's like, you know, I just, I wasn't a cool guy. And then when Katrina happened, you know, to me, I'm seeing these girls at this new school and, you know, some of the ones that I deem to be like the tip top. And it's like, not only is some of them giving me conversation, but some of them actually like me back. And I'm like, how could they like me back? I don't get it. Like, I thought I was this ugly ass. I was like, oh, no, no, you're not ugly. You just was bullied and you just got teased and picked on and you never defended yourself. So you just allowed these people to make you feel like you wasn't shit. You had no self-esteem. You know what I'm saying? So Katrina really, in a fucked up ass way, because I know a lot of people lost live property and shit, but Katrina was kind of like a rebranding for my 16-year-old self. And this is to go back into... Um, the black girl in the tweet. So just hold on. I know I don't want to lose y'all. But I say all that to say I was teased a lot before Katrina. You know what I mean? After Katrina, I got a chance to change up some shit and, you know, do things differently so people didn't fuck with me like that. You know what I mean? But I definitely got teased. But here's the difference between me and her. I think maybe, maybe because I grew up in the inner city and it wasn't a lot of white people. Like I, I didn't, it wasn't a lot of people. It wasn't a lot of white people where I was. I didn't grow up with white people. Let me say that too. I did not grow up with white people. It was a handful of white people at the elementary I went to and then literally a handful at the um at the middle school I went to. So it's kind of like the white people that I had experience with it was always like teachers or like public work or some shit, but it wasn't no too many white kids. So, and I'm about to tie it back right now. I feel like because she got teased by black people and then maybe she had white people around her that didn't tease her, that made her go more towards the white side of, you know, finding out what she wanted to do sexually. And so I get that. I understand that. But for me, it's kind of like I got teased and I feel like my shit was like way worse, like way worse than a lot of people. Like, dog, I was in class one day and a nigga just smacked me in the back of my head for nothing. Like, just smacked me. You know what I mean? Like, and I was so scary back then. I didn't do shit. I just let him do it. Like, that's the kind of bully that I got. Like, I got bullied to, like, this nigga, like, seen me walking. And he was with his homeboy. And he was like, nigga, if you don't shine my shoe, nigga, we gonna smack the fuck out you. Nigga, and I got down and I dusted that nigga's shoe off, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I was scary, dog. Like, a scary-ass nigga. So, it's like... And, like I said, they, they wasn't... Like, they talked... Like, not only did... Like, the smacking and shit happened, but niggas talked about it. Like, literally, like, I'm the butt of the joke. Like, niggas talked about me, like, the whole, you know what I mean? Like, the whole class period just going in. 
Like, I'm the type, like, I was the type of nigga, like, I don't even want to look them niggas in the face because I don't even want to get them started on me. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of shit. But that shit didn't make me hate black people. That shit didn't make me hate black men and want to be friends with white dudes. And it didn't make me want to not date black women. So I don't understand when people say, well, I got rejected by this and I got rejected by that and I got teased and I got this and that. So that's why I like white people. Or that's why I don't want to date a black person. It's like, I, and that therapist will tell you don't compare your trauma to others, but I don't really feel like y'all didn't have it as bad as me so like what the fuck are you talking about you can't you don't you don't want to date a black person like what that's crazy you know how many black women told me i was fucking ugly like ugly period and it's like what do i love now like what have i always loved black women i don't care like that's just like they can't speak for an entire race my nigga they can't speak for an entire race of people. Like, not even an entire race. Let's just talk about America. They can't speak for every single black man in America. Even if all these niggas in your section did tell you that. You ain't met no other niggas from there that didn't make you feel like that? Like, there's no black man that, that makes you feel like you're worthy, that makes you feel like you're a queen, that makes you feel good about yourself, that, that loves you and, and lets you know that you, that you mean the world to them. You never had that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's like, you know, when niggas be talking about, or when niggas have white spouses, or just when niggas want to, I don't get it. And nowadays I'm learning to like keep quiet and not be disrespectful about the shit, but it's just some shit that I don't get. I don't feel like they're worthy. I'm going to say, I, you know what I mean? That's just how I feel like not you're not worthy to carry my seed inside of you. You're not worthy to stand by my side. But that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? Like if the next man won't, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever reason he won't do that, that's him. Kudos to you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not the route I'm going with kudos to you. For me, it's nothing like a black woman. They are... That's queen. That's it. That's where we come from. You know what I mean? And like, I can see if like, it was like mixed people talking like this, but it'd be like full-blown niggas talking like that. And nigga like, I don't like, and nigga, I don't like black girls. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's, that's, come on, fam. That's crazy. That's crazy as fuck. So, like I said, they was going in on Shawty, and I kind of felt bad because, like I said, in my head, it's like, I'm, I'm just sorry that you never met any that you never had any positive experience with a black man in your entire life like that sucks i'm sorry for that but it's more black than it's more black men out there than just the ones that did that fucked up shit to you there's definitely more of us out there so i hope that she can seek the therapy that she needs or she can receive the therapy that she needs to seek because hates herself and she hates us because of the trauma. But it's like, I don't know, man. You just got to get through that shit. Yeah, man. She got to she gotta figure out a way to get through that shit. So to recap, man, um, like I said, the car wreck made me just appreciate everything in life a little bit more. Um, and just, you know, I try to try my best to keep my people in and know how I feel about them. And, you know, I try to be in and know how they feel about me because you never know when your last day could be. I really enjoyed my first live event. I really enjoyed, you know, the Joe Budden podcast. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that and then seeing who's next as far as podcasters that are going to go on tour and how that turns out and that that's going to become like a lucrative thing for everybody, if everybody can even, you know, gain that level of success. And like I said, my last point was we as fat people just have to do better. I'm saying that as a fat person, we just got to do better. And love yourself and love the skin you're in, regardless of what they told you when you was young. They told us a lot of fucked up shit when we was young. They was wrong. 
You know what I mean? Like, a lot of shit, like, oh, what goes on in my house stays. No, that's that's a very toxic way to think. Fuck all that shit in. Yo, you so black and I, all that black and black joke. Nah, fuck all that. Love yourself. We black people. Love us. We are everything. We are everything. You know what I mean? The sun. <laughs> sun give us powers and shit, man. Like, loving it. Like, just love yourself. You're black. I love you. You know what I mean? To everybody else, I fuck with y'all too. You dig? But besides that, man, again, I'm your host, the Shav Geek. This is the Gemini and Me podcast. If every episode is going to be this introspective, then that's what it's going to be. If not, really, man, you're just going to get me. You're just going to get me and how I'm feeling because I'm a real person. However I'm feeling this week or however I'm feeling the moment or the theme of the week is what you're going to get for that week. So if it's a bunch of shit happening in hip-hop that I care about, then I'm going to talk about that. If there's a bunch of shit going on in my life that I care about and I feel like I need to put out there for my own, you know what I'm saying, woo-ha, then I'm going to do that. But either way, man, I appreciate y'all taking the time out to listen to me. You can check me out on social media sites at the Shop Geek. That's T-H-A-S-H-I-V-E. G-E-E-K, and that's pretty much it, man. I'm just a normal guy living a normal life. Um, You know, I work. I love black women. I love this black woman, this one particular woman. You know what I mean? I really, really, yeah. And um, so, and I just enjoy the company of black women, but that's a whole different, you know what I mean? But, yeah, man, so shout out to you for listening shout out to me for providing this for you and i hope you enjoyed it and that's all man love peace and prosperity